This podcast is of licensed mental health professionals linking pop culture to psychology. The information presented in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used in place of mental health treatment or other services. All our opinions are our own. Welcome to Therapy for Nerds. I'm your host, Cassidy Russell, along with Abby Ronquillo and Katie Bussey. And today we are joined by the amazing Krista Parker. No, um, just kidding. <laughs> an, MF, uh, an AMFT, so an associate marriage and family therapist that I had the pleasure of working alongside. And I'm very happy to have join us. She was great, like we had a client that we shared together and it, that was fantastic, great experience. <laughs> and so yes, Krista wanted to come on and talk about some games that have been helping her during the pandemic. Krista, why don't you take it away? Okay. Well, yes, I'm Krista. Yes. Um, I am an associate marriage and family therapist. That means I'm not licensed like these beautiful ladies yet. Um, and just like Cassidy has said, I've worked with her. I've worked with all of them, actually, and it's been such a pleasure. And I'm really excited to be here on the podcast because I've been wanting to, <laughs> especially talking about like gaming and stuff like that. So it's really been a pleasure to work with these ladies and also I'm excited to be here. So yeah, um, do I just go in? Should I just go in to just the game? Yeah. So a little background on me. I'm kind of like a gamer adjacent. <laughs> My brother was super into gaming growing up and he never taught me. So I would just watch him the whole time. So I was adjacent. I've always wanted to, but you know, I'm Filipino. My mom would always be like, oh, like ladies don't do that. Or like, oh, you're too old for that. And so I didn't really give myself permission to do any type of gaming until now. And actually until I met my, my current boyfriend right now, cause he's a super nerd, like loves comic books, loves gaming and stuff. And he kind of gave me permission to do it, I guess in a way, cause I felt like I needed that. Um, and of course, the first game I picked up was during quarantine, the Animal Crossing. And I've never played Animal Crossing before. I know there's a lot of versions before. I've watched my cousins played it. And I gotta say, in times where I did not feel like I have control, it gave me that control. And I really enjoyed it. And I loved it. And I also got to hang out with Abby and Cassidy on Animal Crossing too when I couldn't see them. So. I was about you to know, say, it, for the record, your island is gorgeous. <laughs> it's still the same. <laughs> it's like, do I want to tear it down and start all over or just like, you know, keep going? Um, but yeah, that was kind of like literally the first part of the quarantine, like kept me busy, especially when things were so unpredictable and kind of scary. It kind of really let me challenge you know, all that and kind of get more my control back. And even New Year's Eve, I spent it on Animal Crossing with my cousins. So it's been a great outlet for me, especially when I'm thinking too much. For you guys, how has Animal Crossing kind of helped you? What is your own kind of history with Animal Crossing? Because I know you guys have played the old one, right? OG <laughs> player right here. I played the, the GameCube version. I had multiple memory cards with <laughs> multiple towns and like made multiple towns with my my sister and my cousin and got yelled at by Rossetti and cried. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
funny. <laughs> Anyone else have anything with Animal Crossing? Katie, did you ever play um, Animal Crossing prior? I actually don't know. No, actually, so like Krista, this was my first time picking it up. Like I've played a lot of games over the years, but Animal Crossing had like just never crossed my path somehow until until the pandemic essentially. Yeah, but it was, yeah. it was great because like, even though I didn't have that history with the game, like I feel like it was so easy just to get like sucked in, to sucked into the characters and the way that it was run. And like, because that I learned more about like the old games and the history of it. And I think it's like, it has like a, a degree of timelessness in that way, where even though I'd never experienced the previous ones, I, I felt like I kind of understood it from this one. Yeah, and it's like a sense of community I got from it. Cause I would join all these discords and like to get everything, I would have to trade so many things. <laughs> and I don't know, with strangers, it was, it was nice during the pandemic, you know, a good way to kind of get my mind off of things. Abby, what's your like relationship with the franchise? Um, I did have it for the GameCube. However, I didn't have a lot of friends, you know, because it didn't have like the um, internet capabilities or like online gameplay. I didn't have a lot of friends come over physically to play with me nor did I have a lot of people interested in it. So this version of the game, the Switch version, was the actual first version where I had people to play with. So it was much more fun, uh, especially, I guess, the timing with the pandemic and everything and being able to utilize that create creative mode and like terraforming and everything. But um, as we had mentioned in a previous episode, uh, discussing how that was a little bit overwhelming in regards to comparing ourselves to, to other people and their islands, I, I feel like this game, this version of the game, New Horizons, was a, a different experience than the prior Animal Crossing, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense to me as someone who played the originals, because the originals, like I said, were like, resetting made me cry. I was, I mean, I was a sensitive kid, but like I had never had a character yell at me in a video game, and I really hadn't been expecting that playing, you know, Animal Crossing. It's like cute animals, but then the animals are actually kind of mean in the first version. <laughs> They're a lot nicer in New Horizons. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them had different personalities. And I wonder if that had, a, I don't know, like I've never like read into it, but it might have a lot to do with translation or, you know, the original, I don't know. I looked into it a little bit because I, I was really interested in this, like the changes that they made. Um, I was not the only child to be scarred by Rossetti. So <laughs> that was one of the reasons why he was taken out of the game, much to some people's dismay. Like a lot, he was a very popular character, but he also caused a lot of quote unquote trauma to like the, the little children playing it. So it was their decision to soften because they knew younger kids would be really interested in it and would be playing it. Uh, and they didn't want kids to have that same kind of experience. They wanted people to have a fun, nice time, which I think also <laughs> adds to part of the reason why people enjoyed it so much at the beginning of the pandemic, because people just wanted soft interactions with cuddly looking creatures and it just worked out so well. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I found myself one the other day, actually, because, you know, after like it kind of faded out and like I built my island, right? I kind of stopped playing for a, a while. I think everybody did, like for a month <laughs> or so. And then it's so funny because, you know, working from home is like 
it's good because I love that I get to stay home, but also I feel like leaves a lot of room for anxious thoughts. And so, and like just anxiety in general, because it's like, well, we're not going out. Does that mean I'm not productive, right? Or, you know, even though you are working and doing everything, um, I feel like the isolation in general magnifies a lot of my own anxiety. And I feel like, what do you guys think? Has that magnified your anxiety or made it worse or... Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would definitely say so. One of the worst symptoms of depression is isolation. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I normally try to get my clients to do when they're facing that kind of thing is to go out, meet people, do things socially. But now it's like, uh, <laughs> Because there, there's just not as many opportunities for any form of interaction these days. And mm -hmm. I, I want to make sure that they're safe. So I'm not going to like recommend that they go to a big party. Yeah, definitely. Just go on a party in Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Crossing party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, for me personally, it, it, it definitely magnifies that. I realized a lot through this pandemic that I'm a very anxious person in general. I guess you could coin it the whole high functioning anxiety because I do done. Oh, sorry. We'll figure it out. It's fine. Okay. But I do get stuff done. But the thing is, I am very anxious about it. And so the other day I was like, just my mind was just going off and like, I had to do this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, I need to stop. So Animal Crossing was actually a way for me to stop that thought and kind of stop that anxiety for now. Um, just put it on pause because at the moment it just wasn't being helpful and actually worked after it. I was like, okay, I feel so much better. I feel a little bit more grounded. Now I could like tackle whatever else I need to get done. So it was like a really good replacement because it was like, you knew you still wanted to get those things done, but you just didn't need to feel the anxiety. You're like, I'm going to replace it with a break, replace it with an animal crossing. And then yeah. it sounds like it was really helpful. Yeah, definitely. And I was like, wow, this really works. <laughs> yeah, but that, that reminds me like of, of some conversations we've had about the idea of like games are, can be so underestimated sometimes, like the power they can have in our lives to like give us that break and, you know, uh, an opportunity to connect with people. And I, I can hear, especially like we've said, like during the pandemic, this was what we needed. We needed this like cute contained soft space where we can like talk to people but it was a lot lower stress it's i think it's really good to acknowledge too and recognize you know what type of people we are too because every person just like in animal crossing right all the villagers have these different personality types right you know like preppy or jock or whatever way they, they describe them it's the same way as us as individuals and although we are all experiencing universally this type of pandemic where we are confined to space or not being able to go out or experience certain things at the same time due to the restrictions and all that some things don't work for everyone and mm -hmm. uh you know animal crossing and other games might be a really nice sanctuary for some people and for some people it might be anxiety provoking um mm -hmm. i know for me for you know i mentioned this in the in the previous episode sometimes it was very stressful for me to to go on there because i would compare myself to other people's islands and I would see you know I would be very much a completist like with some of the little activities or little festivals that they would have and I'd be like I need all the items or I would have to get all of these things and as Krista mentioned you know it's been a while since I played the game and actually I have 
I have like I feel like I've abandoned a lot of my villagers and I'm so stressed to go back to my island because the same thing as Cassie I'm scared that they're gonna be like where have you been like where you know our island like uh, one star now like there's weeds everywhere I'm so stressed to go back on and see what it's like what's that weeds don't affect your star rating oh okay well I'm just like really stressed to go back and have them be like where have you been like 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 I still feel I still think about my neopets and like I'm pretty sure they're all starved <laughs> but like I don't remember my password or my email address and I can't I'm like oh gosh those poor things they're probably dead by now I feel like that shows a lot of who you are Abby <laughs> like you care so much for people and it's really fun to see because it's like, even in real life, <laughs> you care so much for people. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's, you know, like, it's great. You know, if Animal Crossing works for you and like, if that's something that, that is fun, then do it. And I know like a lot of my friends were very encouraging at the beginning and it can be fun, but I think like there has to be a self-awareness too of like, okay, this is fun to this extent. And like, if it gets to the point with anything, whether that's a game or some other activity like you know as a therapist I push a lot of my clients sometimes I have to understand like okay I'm, I'm introducing this intervention to them and I'll say like hey have you tried mindfulness and they'll say oh it's really hard I can't do it I don't like it there's a balance is it hard because it's something that's new or is it hard because it's something that's really not for you trying to understand if it's do we keep trying and and to see if like we've tried enough and it's really not something that's working or is it just the learning curve so like meeting them where they're at basically and I think there's a lot that can be said about that in so many contexts, really, because like bringing it back to Animal Crossing, I can imagine for some people, it's like they want to be consistent. And like, like you said, Abby, like you're completionist, you want to like achieve it, you want to like, uh, you know, see how you're doing in relation to others. And then some people, they just want to play the game and just kind of do their own thing. And they don't, they don't really care about that. And I think that's the other piece is like, we could have two people who come in and they may both say like, I don't, this isn't working for me. And it could be learning curve. It could be, um, it really doesn't work. Or it could be some combination of the two, or maybe it's just the way it's presented isn't what they're looking for. I think being a completionist in Animal Crossing is really hard because it's really not one of those games that you're supposed to like, quote unquote, complete. There's just so many ways to play yeah. the game. I think that's yeah. why it's, I think that's why so many people enjoy it. It's just because there's so many ways to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For a good while too, I definitely was engaging in avoidance of even attempting to finish my island because I was so anxious and like, I wanted it to be perfect and all these things. And I was like, had that fear that I'm going to fail when you can't really fail at Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> But it was really interesting to see how I thought, right? Like, oh, it should be this way or that way. But I definitely noticed a lot of avoidance when I was trying to complete everything um, throughout the game. And there, there's the piece of like, it is a lot of what you make of it too. Because like, I know that game was designed to be like, you have to take it slow. And I know people have had complaints where it's like, why can I only create one thing or build one thing at a time? Like, why isn't there multiples? And it's while there's like these limitations on how the game is supposed to be run it's like we're still going to take it how we want we still are going to feel the pressure of like completing a game that's not supposed to be completed a lot of times lots of things to learn from animal crossing <laughs> <laughs> i really like how the villagers now like had like their dialogue if even if they're really mad at you is so nice yeah <laughs> I feel like you're a little traumatized, Cassidy. From the, well, I just like, I was watching, I, I 
I've never, I didn't have a villager that I hated. So I didn't have the need to like try to kick anyone out. There were some that I just like, they wanted to leave and I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care that much about you. <laughs> but then like I would, I watched a couple of people on YouTube, like kicking out their villagers. And it was kind of sad because there was like this dialogue that they were just like talking about their feelings. And <laughs> it was just like, wow, if one of my clients like said that was what they said to their friend that made them mad, I would be so proud of that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> They're so grounded in their emotions that they can be nice while being mean. <laughs> or quote unquote mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny though, because like, I think what Abby was saying earlier about not wanting to visit again after having been off the game for a while, I feel like I pop in like, every couple months at least like I'm not very consistent anymore but I always feel like they're like kind of passive aggressive when I talk to them they're like oh I haven't seen you in a long time did you die or something I'm like well I know right like no hi how are you doing here like it always feels but and that maybe but again that may be my interpretation but it feels a little intense where I'm like it's been like a month I'm sorry like (laughs) I had some life I had to do some therapy (laughs) it would be nice if Nintendo like toned down the guilt a little bit like I understand they're they're trying to guilt you into going on more but it, it yeah. like makes it really daunting to try to go back on if you were really busy one week or something it would be interesting though because you know well actually that's a Capcom game because I was going to say you know with uh, Monster Hunter I think it has a lot of these um, and, and other games too where you can very much customize your character the way that it looks right? Like Mm -hmm. the facial facial features and like um, armor and everything off the bat. I wonder what it would be like if like, because there's so much interaction with your, with these non-playable characters, if you could really uh, customize the, the, um, the emotions of your character, right? So like maybe you're a very sensitive person and you know, you can, you could put that in your gauge meter. So if you don't log in a lot, maybe they're not so, so aggressive or passive aggressive about the way that they approach you. I don't know. We should, we should pat in that. Yeah. We didn't say that. We didn't say that out loud. <laughs> take it back. Take it back. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing that I wonder, and I'd be interested to hear is like, did each of you find that you had a villager you really connected with their personality on, or like a certain type of the personality? That's a good question. Goldie is my baby and I will die for her. Goldie's the, the golden retriever, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's the it's like a light beige one, right? Yeah. yeah. It's funny because all the popular ones I didn't really like as much. Mm. <laughs> are you one of those though? Are you like one of in, in real life? Are you the ones that like root for the like underdog or like the like the the, the runt of the litter, Krista? Yeah, like one of my favorite, favorite characters on, <laughs> I never want to let him go, is Ketchup. Oh, I he's, love Ketchup. He's like a, what is that, a duck? Yeah, duck. <laughs> he's a duck that looks like a ketchup, like like a, yeah. a tomato. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, genius. That's so creative. <laughs> the other day I gave him a hot dog costume and so I was good. like, this is perfection. <laughs> so good. But I guess it's because it's so funny. I'm a very like, if you guys could tell through the podcast, I'm a very like humorous person. I try to find humor in everything. And and so I think that's why I like him so much because I don't know, it's just, it's so funny to me <laughs> that he looks like a freaking tomato. <laughs> <laughs> 
and his name is ketchup like it's great (laughs) yeah I don't know about personality I think more for me it's like aesthetic like the way that Mm -hmm. they look like Lily's always been my favorite but I think it's just because I like I like the color green and I like frogs and I also like Scoot but he's kind of like ditzy and I like his little helmet He's a, he's a duck too. <laughs> yeah. But he's a jock. He's kind of, you know, some of them have very similar personalities. I think some of their, like, uh, the taglines are a little recycled. So it's hard for me to say, like, personality wise, if it's so much their personality. And I think yeah. it's a combination of aesthetics and personality because mm-hmm. they're, like, you could have a jock personality on, like, like I love Scoot. Mm-hmm. He's pretty cute. He's a little jock duck. <laughs> but then you could have one on, like, a rhino and it's just not as cute. Yeah. <laughs> so the combination. Now that I'm really thinking about it, I like Tia, the teacup or the teapot elephant. She loves to cook and I love to cook. And oh. so I made like I, I think she's my one of my favorites because I literally made a tea shop next to her house. <laughs> oh <laughs> with, cute. with all like cakes and stuff. And I think it's because I like cooking and mm-hmm. she's just so cute. I don't know. It's just cute. Her house is really cute too. <laughs> so yeah. that's my other one. Yeah, that's adorable. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Katie? Well, it, it's funny. I think one of my I don't even remember if she was an original one on my island or not, but Yuka, I always love the little koala and she wears like sweaters and she just has this little like kind of old fashioned house and she keeps to herself. <laughs> I think her personality is technically snooty, but I don't like get that vibe from her. She's just like kind of wholesome feeling. And I, I was like, maybe that, but maybe that is the piece is like, we like the characters that we like. And I'm like, I'm kind of a homebody. I kind of like wearing sweaters, I guess. <laughs> That's so funny. It's, I think it has a lot to do with like, I don't want to say age either, but like who you can relate to. Cause I remember like a lot of my friends really liked Raymond. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He was so popular. He was all over the internet. Yeah. I just spent hundreds of tickets trying to find him. Yeah. It was oh just like, God. he was just so like, what was his personality? Was it snooty? I think that's snooty. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just like, oh, this is me. And I'm like, <laughs> that's you? Like that doesn't, I don't read that, but okay. <laughs> it's just because he was like a tumbler thirst trap or something yeah. he seemed boring though i went to i remember i had traded something to get like a diy and i saw it on someone else's island and like his room is too like an office i hated it like ew i don't want to go to work <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i guess it depends on who you yeah. are right mm. <laughs> Maybe at that time, you know, everyone was working from home and they're just like, oh, I want to go back to the office so bad. <laughs> I don't want to go into the office that bad. Yeah, no. <laughs> Have you guys played like like Celeste or anything like any games that were kind of made for mental health on the Switch? I haven't played Celeste, but I've been meaning to because I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I also heard it's a hard game, so <laughs> I've been like... Yeah. I, I have never heard of this game, but I am intrigued. Please explain. (laughs) I just heard about it. Like, if you were to, like, Google kind of, like, mental health. Like, so the reason why I asked is because when I first. So my boyfriend got me the the Switch Mm -hmm. just because I was, like, having such a hard time. It was, like, a random gift, right? Mm -hmm. And he bought it for me as just, like, a, like, hey, I'm proud of you for working so hard. Because I was, like, working full-time still doing like ABA stuff and then I was at the traineeship and then I was at school and I was just like 
tired. So he got me the Switch just to kind of, you know, I guess reward me or like show his appreciation for my work, I guess. And so the first game I actually got was called, it's called Grease. So in uh, French, it's gray. And it's basically about a girl's journey through grief. And you guys know my personal story. And so I was intrigued and I started it and it was so cathartic and like amazing. It starts off in a black and white world. And the whole idea is to go through it to unlock colors to kind of color your world. And of course they have the stages of grief, um, you know, anger, denial and stuff. Also side note, it doesn't go in stages, but anyways. <laughs> um, so you have to unlock each thing. And it was really cool to see that they kind of implemented that in a game because I don't know, it was really, it was really nice to see and the graphics is amazing. Like I was like, wow. So every time you stop, you like met, met a level, it like red would come out and now it's not just black and white, it's like red. And then the red symbolized anger. And then like she did something with her body that looked like she was really angry. Like, and I was like, wow, this is deep. <laughs> um, but it was a really cool game. And Celeste is like another one where it's, I think it talks a lot about anxiety and you kind of have to go through the world and I heard a lot of good things and I haven't tried it, but it definitely is on my list for sure. <laughs> How do you find games like this, Krista? I'm, I'm curious. I just Googled it. Cause I was like, I'm the type of person that can't do like <laughs> games where, I don't know, like I get really anxious about certain games. Like I don't like it when it's too hard. I like adventure stuff, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, okay, we can do all these things. Um, and so I just Googled it because I was like, I want more games on my game, but I don't like just like the other stuff. I was just like, eh, I want to see something else. And so, of course, I typed in mental health for the Switch, mental health games, and that popped up. And so I just downloaded it. <laughs> There's a lot out there, actually. Yeah, it's a growing thing. I would love to like go through a list and play all those kinds of games with you guys. And like, I, uh, Krista, text me the, the name of that game, and I'd be, I'd love to play that and then have us do a segment on it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll send it to you. Awesome. Um, I've heard really good things about it, but I just haven't been motivated to do it yet. <laughs> I still haven't finished um, Grease either, so I'm like, ah, I have so many games I haven't finished. Same here. I'm, I'd be more than happy to, like, get another one. <laughs> But Krista, a game you might enjoy would be Undertale. I know I really enjoyed that game. Ooh, Undertale. What do you do in Undertale? So you play as this human that falls into this world of monsters. And mm -hmm. you can. there's three different ways to play it. A neutral way, a completely pacifist way, or a way where you murder everything and everyone. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Endings change based off of how what you do along the way oh cool so it's like a decision rl stein pick your pick your ending goosebumps yeah <laughs> yeah but i don't want to give too much away because i i do feel like it's one of those games that really does need to get played um mm -hmm. harder to get like the full effect of it got it got it that's definitely going to be on my list after i try celeste so i just looked at it and it's it's basically a person madeline for celeste the game trying to survive her inner demons 
So she's trying to make it up to a mountain, which I'm already intrigued. (laughs) Um, But I think that's really cool that they make games for mental health. I hope that they do more because I definitely think it would be a great way to kind of do explore your mental health through that. I definitely think we're going to get more games like that in the future. Oh my God, we should create one. <laughs> we literally talked about a relationship in episode that hasn't gone up yet. Oh, we're going to make our own company of games. Yeah. All oh my God, I love it. Mental health. Krista's going to spearhead the one that's on grief and loss. Yes, I will do that. Well, there's already one, but you know. No, you're going to make a better one. No, this is pretty good though. <laughs> Although I'm really stuck on this one level and I just can't figure it out, but I'm trying still. <laughs> just like grief, like I can't figure it out, <laughs> but I'm still trying. Oh, it means there's so many like motifs and meanings to it. That's so funny. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Therapy for Nerds. If you liked this episode, hit that like button, subscribe, comment, and check out the links to our social medias where you'll be sure to get all of the latest Therapy for Nerds information. And be kind to yourselves this week.